welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ryan Donnelly. We have more bowl games. Somehow there are more bowl games. It felt like we talked about bowl games uh, as much as maybe anybody really should at this point in the last uh, bowl preview, but we've got part two. We've got more bowl games to talk about. Ryan, how's it going? Yeah, we are um, We are here, whether it's by our will or by choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are mm. locked in for the bowl games. Um, are we? They have a... Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> Um, I gotta be honest. I don't think I watched more than about 20 minutes of the first day bowl games. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Jacksonville state, we're not going to talk about these in any great detail. The Jacksonville state Louisiana game was, was fun. They went to overtime. Um, Miami, Miami of Ohio app state was truly awful. Uh, Fresno state, New Mexico state was not especially good. It was funny to watch in, in, in real time, the, um, the, the sort of the, 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 the enjoyment just wear off for Boise state of having a new coach who you promoted internally. <laughs> you could see in the moment as the game shifts from them being up by a couple scores on UCLA to them no longer being up by a couple scores on UCLA, the opinion of Boise State fans of, of Spencer Danielson just kind of slowly dropping, which is not entirely fair for one game that doesn't really matter all that much. But it is still funny. The the honeymoon period immediately over. He he made it one half of one game before everybody was <laughs> pissed at him again, again, which is cool. Um, and then Texas Tech beat the beat the shit out of Cal. So who cares? Uh, yeah, big old big old who Congrats cares? Congrats to third string Cal quarterback uh, Fernando Mendoza on his three interceptions and six sacks. I'm sure he had a fun time. Yeah, that was a good use of everybody's time. Ohio also beat the hell out of Georgia Southern. Who cares? Uh, again, who cares? The bowl games will continue until morale improves. We have talked about the <laughs> games through the 23rd, I believe. So we are yeah. talking today about the 26th through the end of bowl season, which is through January so 1st. Um, we these will... guys are hearing this while they're hearing this like Thursday. Um, yeah, I just we, we, we yeah. just went through and talked about when it'll be up. Uh, yeah, you guys are hearing this probably Thursday, the twenty first. Hopefully, if assuming I've done my job correctly, uh, which mm-hmm. you know probably, <laughs> probably, probably yeah. will. Um, and uh, yeah, there will be more bowl games. We have <clears throat> there will be a separate show coming out next week of just previewing the playoff. Obviously, the playoff is a very different entity than the bowl games, and so we want to give those games a little bit more time to uh, to, to talk through them. Uh, you will be and seriousness, yeah, yeah serious, <laughs> a level of seriousness that we are not necessarily giving to these games. Uh, so you will be hearing that as a separate show. There are also, of course, premium podcasts dropping consistently. We just put up one about the latest in the coaching carousel we've got a Q&A here coming sometime at some point we're we're working we are currently operating in a in a, a time isolated room in a time vacuum you and I have entered the time cube and so we are yeah. working out of there right now and so all of this is uh in a in a state of sort of up in the air we're in kind of a stasis right now but if you want to get access to those episodes which have dropped, will drop, will continue to drop, whatever the the state is, um, you should go to meetatmidfield.com. That is our website. It is not just the place where you can get access to the premium podcasts, but it is a good place to do that as well. We have written stories. We have the always great message board where you can talk about games as they're happening, and you can talk about all other manner of things as well. Uh, we have the premium episode to this show, premium episodes of your show that you do with Kevin High Street Freaks, the Ohio State podcast, um, and all sorts of good stuff. I don't think I'm forgetting anything that we have going on over there. There's a lot of good stuff going on over there. Uh, do we still have a no, code just, um, active just, for that just as well? code, yeah, yeah. We have the code. We have a code Jolly, J-O-L-L-Y, as in Holly Jolly, as in right. Santa Claus. You know, Big St. Nick. You guys know him. You love him. He's real. Yeah. He's our friend. Um, you uh, you can use that code Jolly for 40% off of your uh, first membership, whether that's a monthly, semi-annual, annual. annual uh, it'll apply to your first payment, 40% off. It is a great deal. It's a great time to be there. Uh, the boards are starting to heat up for the playoff talk. And um, we have a premium subscriber Q&A uh, that I guess came out probably before you guys heard this, but you can oh. listen to it if you subscribe. Uh, as well as a lot of other content we're producing, like the coach uh, rundown stuff and 
um, everything else. So uh, come come there, come post the boards with us, come listen to the podcast. You heard it all from Patrick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Use the code Jolly at midfield.com. That's right. Um, let's Patrick, talk- let's talk about some bowl games. Well, real quick, yeah. let's also talk about home field. We'll get the we'll get all the, oh, the so advertising true. out yeah. of the way here at the top of the show before we forget to do it in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, homefieldapparel.com is, is, of course, the place to go if you like clothes. If you like to wear clothes, if you like to buy clothes, you like to give clothes as gifts, another great thing you can do with them, you should go to homefieldapparel.com. They have high-quality collegiate vintage apparel for just about every school, your favorite school, your least favorite school, your you know second uncle, third time removed, his favorite school, yeah. his least favorite school. You have all of these things. Um, shirts, they've got sweatshirts, they've got bomber jackets, hats, joggers in some cases, all sorts of cool stuff over there. Yeah, um, they had a big new drop this week for Shanghai Xiao Tong University uh-huh. um, when they were in their reject Dengue's thought period. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool drop. They had a lot of really cool, you know, vintage merch from that. Um, yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. yeah. So you can check that out. <laughs> you can go on over there. <laughs> They've got all sorts of cool holiday deals going, all sorts of fun sort of promotions, different things that they've got going on. But uh, of course, as always, if you miss any of those or if you just want to get the standard, you know, maybe all of those other different discounts and things like that are a little bit too much for you, a little too complicated. You just want to keep it simple. If it's your first time over there buying something from Homefield Apparel, you can use the code Meet at Midfield and get 15% off of your first purchase. Second purchase, just not our problem none of my business out of out of sight out of mind i don't care anymore um leave the the triangle shirtwaist factory comment as is uh you know as is tradition so that they know who sent you but uh we don't get anything from that so not my problem but if it is your first time over there it is my problem <laughs> use the code meet at midfield and get 15 percent off of your first purchase um and uh yeah go on over to homefieldapparel.com it's a good website all right let's talk bowls We've got this broken down here into two date range uh, sections. We've got the 26th through the 28th of December, and then we have December 29th and 30th, and then January 1st are the two uh, categories. So the the second one is the one that has sort of the, the, <laughs> the big name games, and we will get to that. But first, we've got to talk about the first section, which is less good. Um, there is one good game within this, this range. It is, unfortunately, on the first day, so you don't really get to look ahead. But it is there, and that would be the Guantanamo Bay game here, the guaranteed, the guaranteed rate bowl between Kansas and UNLV, December 26th, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Um this is good. This is one that we that we highlighted when the bowl selections were dropping. This is one that I'm still excited about. There have been some departures on either side to the transfer portal, but I think that these teams are, for the most part, intact. Kansas, obviously, has some coaching changes going on, not at the head coaching position, which is the one that's most important for Kansas and its success. Um, but general roster churn has obviously affected both of these schools but not a ton um i think we're, we're working relative strength on strength here and that applies to the matchup as well because we've got two defenses with very little interest in playing football and two really good offenses um this is fun this is a really fun game i'm looking forward to this one i will watch this one i'll watch every every minute of this one um which i can't say about a lot of these other bowl games yeah, yeah, I, I am pumped for this one. I mean, it's like you said, definitely a fun on fun matchup. Um, I am looking forward to that. Do we know if uh, uh, Jalen Daniels is sitting out for this one? Correct? Is that, is that I, right? It would be very funny if he didn't play for the entire back half of the season, and then they brought him back for a bowl game. Um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, he um, he'll return in twenty twenty four, but I don't think that he is playing in this game because that would be. That would be kind of a weird thing to do. I would guess. Um, I don't know who it's going to be then, because isn't J- is Jason Bean still here? Is Jason Bean playing? Is he in the portal? What's the? Yeah, he's still he's still playing, right? He, um, I, I mean, isn't he out of eligibility? Um, uh, you would hope. I, I would. I would. <laughs> it seems. Like, it seems like he's probably playing. It seems like Jason Bean will probably be the quarterback. I'm, um, I'm checking his eligibility briefly here. I'm 95% sure he's done. He has to. Uh, be. Yeah, he's done. This is, this is his final year. Thank God. Um, so, yeah, I would assume he's playing. I know that he had some some injury issues near the end of the season. Um, they do have a, a third-string quarterback who has played, the freshman whose name escapes me. He was fine. 
Um, but I would guess it's probably going to be Bean. That would be good. That would be good news for Kansas. And I believe that despite some rumors at the beginning of the transfer portal uh, opening, I believe that Jaden Maiava is still at UNLV and is presumably playing. Um, I don't. I don't think he ever actually joined the portal. I think on three reported it, and then it didn't ever come to pass. <laughs> it seems like he's yeah. Still, speaking of, seems like he's still there. We're uh, we're not talking about them for this game, but uh, I did see that KJ Jefferson just now entered the portal, mm-hmm. and I was very confused. I thought he was doing that like three weeks ago. It was the 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 thing that was that everybody was talking about yesterday was a parody account. I don't know that everybody. It seems like nobody really just like clicked onto his uh, page. It was just like some damn. some guy doing like a twenty four. Well, no, 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 no. That, joke. There was the, the one like there was the joke that was like I'm out this bitch. That yeah. one was not him. Yeah. But there was an actual post from like the on three transfer portal account. I believe it was real. Okay, that's a fun way to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't believe that Jaden May- Mayava is actually in the portal. I think it was reported and okay. it just was not. Yeah true um i've not found anything counter to that it seems like just somebody got bad information maybe um because i think unlv has been saying specifically like no he's back he's not he's not going anywhere um he's not in the portal currently so i would assume he's going to be playing in this game that's good news for unlv he's a good player um and this should be fun there's a lot of good players in this game not just at the quarterback position uh unlv has passed the ball really well this year weirdly enough their rushing attack hasn't been that good which is really kind of the thing that people i think associate with the the brendan marion experience that and his uh uh, you know, the, the, his embrace of the, of the student body. He loves the student body. He can't get enough of it. Um, but the, usually it's a run heavy offense and it really hasn't been this year. They haven't run the ball all that effectively. They've passed the shit out of it though. They have good receivers. Uh, Mayava has been a, a revelation really at quarterback. Um, I think Ricky White is probably here and probably playing in the game still. He's been really good for them, and they're really good at throwing the ball. Kansas, of course, has also been really good at throwing the ball, and they they've been better at running the ball than UNLV. But this is two; these are two really really capable offenses and two uh, not capable at all defenses. I don't expect that there's going to be mm-hmm. a whole lot of defense played here. I think it's going to be really high scoring and probably really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, it. It is, like, nice just to see. I mean, Kansas was just so plagued by injuries all year that I, I think, like, people kind of forgot how fun that offense was in the early parts of the season before everything – and they were still great throughout the year. But before they really got bogged down late in the year with the injuries, I think a lot of people forgot how enjoyable they were to watch. And I'm excited to see them mostly back to full strength minus Daniels um, for this game. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, a subplot here we is unknowable for us on December 17th when we're recording this. Sorry to give the game away. Yeah. Uh, is that Brennan Marion, I mean, like, he has not gotten a job yet, but it's basically always a threat to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> that even though he's currently employed, you have to wonder if he is not going to take a new job by, uh, by December 26th. Is he going to break the streak and actually stay at a place for – for two years yeah. um it's kind of unimaginable to think right it's not really his bag to do so no um the last time he did that was howard 2017 2018 um he's jumped jobs every year since then yeah um yeah i don't know we i guess we can't know yeah there's no way to know um excited to find out if he will uh beat beat the uh beat the brennan marion challenge if he can successfully not leave for another <laughs> job one year after taking this job um that would be yeah, good news for you and alexander challenge yeah, yeah the, the the dylan rayola challenge yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh so we'll see about that but uh we we can't we can't operate under the assumption that he will be gone i'm assuming he'll be here i'm assuming he'll be coaching the game it seems like UNLV's staff and team are largely intact from what we have seen them play with this season Kansas's health is going to be a concern, but I think this is going to be a really good football game. I would recommend it. I'm not going to say that about a lot of the games that we're going to talk about today. I would recommend this one. I think it's good. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
All right, we have five games in the most wanted category. Do you want to go chronological order, or do you have a game you're most interested in talking in? How do you want to do this? Uh, let's go chronological order, because I feel like if we pick out the games that we're most interested in, we will just straight up forget to talk about some of the other ones. So uh, <laughs> for, for the sake of record keeping, we're going to start on December 26th, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. That would be the first responder bowl, Texas State versus Rice. Um, I don't know. That's fine. I don't, I don't think that you're going to see, again kind of what we're hunting for in this bowl season more than anything is just teams that look roughly like they did during the regular season. Both of these coaching staffs are largely intact. I don't think there are a ton of like big name guys leaving either one of these programs. Rice has a ton of guys who are just going to be graduating. And so they're not, they can't really go anywhere. And Texas state, I've not seen a ton of high profile departures yet from Texas state. There are, there are some guys leaving, but it's not been a barrage um, and so I think this should be pretty good. This is this is a, a fun, you know, in-state matchup. It's two teams I don't think that have played all that much. I don't remember seeing Texas State and Rice play all that often despite being in the same state. Um, and that's, that's fun. I like that. I, I think that the matchup as an actual football game is pretty good. Texas State's offense has passed the hell out of the ball. Rice has a good passing defense. Um, Rice has also quietly passed the hell out of the ball, and Texas State has significantly less good of a passing defense. I'm I'm curious to see exactly what that looks like here, because I just don't know that they can really stop this Rice passing attack. I do think they could probably slow down the Rice rushing attack, which they've been pretty good at all season. Um, but th- this is another one that could be fairly high scoring. Rice's defense might be the difference and might just, you know, kind of... Might just stop Texas State before it can really get much of anything going. Texas State kind of stumbled through the last month or so of the season, but Rice is Rice is not an amazing football team. They've been fine. They were good enough to get to a bowl game. They were six and six, um, but but this is good. This is a, a nice game with some some regional flavor. You've got two pretty good teams, teams that are happy to get to bowl games, teams that have not gone to bowl games all that often in their history. Um, and some, some fun players, some good players. I would assume, I don't know. I'm going to look and see real quick if TJ Finley is still here. It seems like he is. Um, yeah, it, uh, no, no recent reports. Otherwise <laughs> is listed. Oh my God. His measurables as listed on the team website are fucking crazy. He's six foot seven, 255 pounds. Jesus Christ. Go play Dude, power forward. Go what are you doing? Power forward. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, um, Dude, you should be like an imposing like warehouse manager that everyone else is kind of scared of. That's what yeah. you should be doing, man. Yeah. You should be like, you should be the guy at the front line of a union strike. Yeah. Um, you, you, you do not need to be playing quarterback. No. Yeah. He needs to get his ass to the Mountain West right now. We need this. This, this, yeah. this, this, this <laughs> That's an old-fashioned, powerful post-scorers, getting, you know, averaging a double-double, that kind of shit. I want you shooting 43% from the free-throw line. Get your ass on the court. I don't want to see you on the field. I anymore. need... I need him to be a security guard for a real estate magnate with like questionable legality in his business practice. Uh-huh. Um, you need to be his bodyguard and shadow him around. Uh-huh. Brother. That is your job. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> and then, uh... I do, I do like really quick. Just as a concept here, I do like whenever like for lesser bowl games, you have two like regional teams playing in a game relatively close to home for both of them. Yeah, like. I don't know. You have Bowling Green playing Minnesota at Ford Field, right? You have uh, Texas State and Rice playing each other in Texas. There's a few more of these. I mean, I don't think North Carolina, West, you know, West Virginia, and Charlotte quite counts, but something close to that, right? Where you have, or, or you know, to A and M and Houston play, A and M and Oklahoma State play in Houston. Like, there's a few of these where you have teams located close to each other, where no one's really that pumped for their bowl game. No one really gives that much of a shit and they just should play locally, that's nice. Let's do more of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind those. I also like it when it's not like two former conference rivals like we've gotten in in years past. Rice and, and Texas State have not been in the same league, and so this is not a matchup that we t- that we see a ton. I will note um, it will not be JT Daniels at quarterback for Rice here. Uh, he, he has... He has taken the extremely rare version of opting out of a bowl game, which is that he has medically retired. Uh, he's done. Mm. He, he citing uh, citing concussions. He is medically retiring and will become a coach. Well, um, but AJ Paget has played a decent amount this year, almost 100 attempts. He's been pretty good in those in those games. He takes a lot of sacks, but other than that, he he has a decent arm. I've been 
somewhat impressed with him. They have good players out wide, Luke McCaffrey, obviously, but Dean Connors has been good. Um, they have a guy named Bowden Groen. That's a tough, that's a tough name. Uh, and another guy named Rawson McNeil. Hell yeah. Great, <laughs> great group of names right there. Um, but Rice's offense should still be pretty good. I think this is fine. This is a fun one if you're if you're looking for a bowl game to watch. I think that this one is watchable. I don't think that it's rancid like a lot of these. Um, pretty good. Two 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 teams yeah, that had the good band seasons. Rancid is playing at halftime though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, first responders they love <laughs> the band Rancid. They cannot get enough of that. Um, I will say yeah. I, I believe a, I'll, I'll, I believe that this was the bowl game. If memory serves, I think this was the bowl game that Utah State was in last season. Um, and if mm. it is still played in SMU's stadium, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, uh, that place is a dump. That place sucks. <laughs> it's not not a, not a good football environment from from my uh, very brief, very unfair experience, which is a bowl game yeah. with two teams who were not from the area at all. Um, yeah, it is still played there. That stadium sucks ass. Uh, fuck that place. But yeah, the game itself is. Fun fact, just for, for historical context here, this is the fifth time that Rice and Texas State have ever played. Uh, it's the first time in 36 years Damn. Uh, they played each other. They last played in 87. They played back-to-back 87, 86. Did Texas... They previously played in 1923, 1920. Yeah. Did Texas State have a program then? I thought Texas State invented its program like a decade ago. This is what Winsipedia is telling me. Huh. Um, I'm going off Winsipedia. I guess it did have. I, I guess it has had a program. <laughs> okay, I, I'm confused. Maybe they like with... went dormant and came back or something. That um, that might be. Um, but uh, yeah, huh. it's it's also the first time they're ever playing. It's not at Rice's Stadium. Hmm. Uh, they've only played in Houston previously. So I guess Texas... I think that's a big advantage for the boys from San Marcos. No, right. as I look, it, it appears so. They've had they've had a team. Texas State has had a team. I guess they just didn't have a very. They didn't have a very good team, it seems like. <laughs> kind of their issue. Mm. They were good in the 80s. Um, yeah, I did not know that. I, I must be confusing them with somebody else. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a minute. That's fun. I like that there is uh, I like that there's a reunion of these two, and it's a, it's a season that was solid for both teams. Both teams should be relatively invested. That's good. I like that. That's, that's about all we can ask for from a bowl game. Uh, next up here, we got two from December 27th. The first one is the, mil- is the Military Bowl, Tulane versus Virginia Tech. Uh, 2 p.m. on ESPN. Tulane not in a great place right now, given that it lost its head coach, Willie Fritz now at Houston, but still a good team. You know, solid. They were they were solid all year. I think they still have a decent amount of talent there. I've not seen Michael Pratt in the portal. Uh, you would probably know that better than me because I know you just have a, a Google alert for every potential quarterback who can play. Uh, maybe for yeah. Ohio State. He has, okay, he has, as of six minutes ago, opted out of the military bowl, which is concerning. Oh, well, that's shit, that's news. Um, <laughs> okay, well. Well, he was planning on going to the senior bowl. The, the new rules, you are allowed to attend the senior bowl and then opt out of the NFL draft, as I recall correctly, and kind of uh, retain your eligibility. Yeah. Um. Just so a, Just get a job at that uh, point. You got to just get a job yeah. at that point, is what I feel. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance he plays a game for Tulane ever again. Um, I would feel pretty confident in saying he is either going to uh, hit the portal or go to the draft. I don't think that guy's ever playing for Tulane again. Yeah, it says here in this article that he is turning pro. Um, so he he it's, oh, it, well, it appears that, that the yeah it appears that the Michael Pratt experience has ended. Um, that well that uh, puts a little bit of a damper on the game. I, <laughs> they've played without him this year before. He was hurt early on in the season, and so they they do have a backup with some experience, uh, Kai Horton. I will say that Kai Horton is not terribly good yet, and probably won't mm. be. <laughs> probably won't be in this game but he has played before um that yeah that puts a little bit of a of a damper on on this one um yeah mm, i don't know yeah. uh, fun uniform matchup i guess we're, we're extending our congratulation to future two lane quarterback miller moss mm-hmm. um we're wishing you the best and good luck to you yeah um that's about a, with that. That's about all I have to say about this game. I don't know. Pretty good. Okay. It was. A, it was a. It was a better. It was a better season for Virginia Tech than expected. They got to a bowl game. They would probably like to build some momentum. Tulane is twiddling its thumbs until John Sumrall can show up and start leading them, which 
he's doing behind yeah, the scenes. I mean, now, Slade but... Nagel's not a bad coach, I guess. They have that going for him. He's the yeah. interim. Yeah, but to what end? Uh, what, what are we what are we working yeah. towards here with this game? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have any expectations. No need to talk about it further. Yeah. Um, uh, Holiday Bowl, hmm. also December 27th. Speaking of Miller Moss. Speaking yeah. of Miller Moss, this is the Miller Moss Bowl. Uh, 8 p.m. on Fox, that would be Louisville versus USC. Um, why is – so I guess it's because of the Florida State thing. I was just saying, why is Louisville not get a – a New Year's Six game, they get stuck with USC. This is the teams that think that they should have been in New Year's Six games. Louisville for what it did this season, USC because USC uh, always has very high uh, standards for what it thinks it is uh, relative to what it actually is, which is that USC thinks it's good and isn't actually good. Um, but Louisville gets stuck with them. I don't imagine that anybody who has played on USC in the last two years is playing in this game. I would guess that all of those guys are gone. They are on the beach somewhere or mm-hmm. uh, working out. They're doing private workouts with various quarterbacks, coaches. Um, they are all filming for Instagram lives. They're all at the Kanye rollouts. They're they're doing the raves and all that all that shit. Um, none of them are here though. I don't think that I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of traditional USC players in this game. Um, Louisville probably probably rolls here, right? And that's that's fun. Yeah. I like to see USC. Did you lose. see? Um, I promise it's going somewhere. But did you see the new the new Kanye merch? Some designer dropped said Jesus Christ. I did Hitler. Yay! Then a fashion designer. Yeah. Um, it was his own. Name. I'm getting that shirt except it says Caleb Williams the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big the big four yeah the big four yeah. um i um, uh kind of the four horse of the apocalypse yeah i, I mean caleb williams is not, intact caleb williams yeah. is not playing right he's out he's gone no caleb williams is out yeah no one else that i saw has opted out yet mario williams oh that's probably changed mario williams yeah. is in the portal um okay uh, marshawn lloyd and brandon rice declared for the draft i have not officially opted out yet the last uh-huh. i saw um that's really funny getting get, getting injured for the sake of this usc team what are you doing what are you doing you don't need to do that yeah. you don't have to play for these fucking guys you didn't do it all year you might as well just make it official <laughs> i'm double checking out really quick to make sure it's still accurate um <clears throat> yeah uh no updates as of i mean these like janky ass betting websites only wants to track this shit um yeah uh for louisville jawar jordan just declared for the draft so he's opting out of the game um but everyone else i believe is still gonna play uh including uh cameron kelly who also declared for the draft he's gonna play uh-huh. um, they had a couple like backups who played relatively major roles hit the portal uh they had an edge cameron wilson a safety josh minkins declare but basically louisville is gonna look like louisville minus joe jordan so just expect a lot of isaac Arendo carries yeah that's um, fine yeah. but uh louisville is gonna be the same team you saw all season usc loses basically all of the things that made it competitive which is yeah. just you know, Caleb Williams running around and having good receivers to throw to. Um, I guess we'll see Zachariah Branch play, which is always fun. Uh-huh. But besides that, no one very serious in this game. So um, who's playing quarterback for USC? Is it Miller Moss? Is he is he still it's it's undecided between Miller Moss and Malachi Nelson. Okay. Um I wonder if you might see like a half of each or something. I guess it depends how serious they take this bowl game. Yeah. Uh, if they're trying to win or not. I mean who knows? Uh, I feel pretty confident that Miller Moss is not going to keep the job next year. I'd be pretty shocked if he held off Malachi Nelson for a full offseason. Um, that's not really, yeah, that's not really Lincoln Riley's thing, right? He can always just gives the gives a nod to the young five star, but also Miller Moss was a top one hundred recruit when he signed in twenty twenty one. Long tradition of of guys who who don't who aren't good at quarterback who were just for some reason top one hundred recruits to sign with USC. There and and all of it's weird. All of them are named Miller Moss. They all have some various <laughs> version of the name Miller Moss. There's been like twenty five of these guys in the last decade. How, how do they keep doing this? I think probably around a third of FBS programs have started a transfer from Ohio State, USC, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, or Georgia in the last five years. Yeah, we love it. We love it. It's fun. Um, it's, <laughs> Those it's, schools produce, yeah, produce so many fucking cast-offs. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what West Virginia can see their future quarterback in action here as, <laughs> as whoever takes the field for USC goes up against uh, yeah. goes up against Louisville. Maybe um, he'll get a soft landing spot with uh, with Sean Lewis at San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
maybe who knows who knows yeah either way um will never be heard from again that is yep. that's my official prediction you will never hear from him again um <laughs> I, don't... I really hope louisville just takes the opportunity to like i think jeff brown like recognizes the base he's playing to and like that this is mostly a basketball fan base that's deeply embarrassed about their basketball program and it's like looking for something to latch on to and obviously getting 10 wins in a season helps yeah but i bet he will want to just beat the fucking piss at a usc here yeah i mean um, who wouldn't it would I, be it, it just yeah. it just in general even if your basketball program is good you might as well if you have the opportunity you might as well beat the piss out of usc nothing wrong with doing that <laughs> nothing wrong with a little bit of beating the piss out of usc it sounds good to me yeah i could sign up for that chip kelly got in on that on, got in on the fun uh might as well yeah yeah <laughs> if you're not doing anything else on the 27th yeah you, you just kick the shit out of usc a little bit it feels good for everybody yeah um yeah, that's... And trip to San Diego, playing in the third best park in baseball. Yeah, um, getting a chance to beat the fuck out of USC in front of their home fans. That's like a that's <laughs> a win that in all front of, your... of their home fans. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a game that even though we all think USC is a joke, rightfully so, that is a game that you that Louisville fans will remember forever if they beat this game, this win. That's very um, very bleak. Yeah, the the radio the the radio guys all off season are going to be talking about the time that they beat USC. They beat big bad USC. I mean, honest to God, they will. Yeah, I know we're will. making fun of it, but they really will do that. No, they really will. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of fans, and this is true of a lot of fan every fan base really. If you just put USC in the game and you beat USC, it doesn't really matter that USC sucked. It's just you beat USC. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Also in the most wanted section here, two games on the twenty eighth. First up, the Pop Tarts Bowl. NC State versus Kansas State, 5.45 p.m. on ESPN. Um, And then there's also the Alamo Bowl, Arizona versus Oklahoma, 9.15 p.m. on ESPN. Um, Where do you want to go first here? Such a good question. Um, I don't don't know, dude. Uh, uh, I guess NC State, Kansas State. Yeah, technically Um, I believe that this is a ranked matchup, which is... Fun, I guess. There are two ranked teams in this game. Should they be ranked? I don't know. Not my problem. None of my business. Uh, Kansas State has had kind of a rough cycle for for portal exits, uh, and will be without yeah. a, a decent number of player in this, players in this game. Yeah. I guess is we, um, we is Avery Johnson. We didn't healthy? really talk about. Uh, I think he. I think he is. But we didn't really talk about MJ Morris during the season. Yeah, that guy betrayed our trust. We kind of we kind of went to bat for him. I did not. I did not go to bu- go to bat for him. Okay, I went to bat for him. <laughs> Fucking quitting on your team after four games and transferring to Maryland is disgraceful behavior. Yeah. Um, is Brennan Armstrong opting out? I assume. Uh, um, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> where, where, where are you going? Some where, guys are just done playing ball. I don't know. Maybe uh, for the best. Mm. Yeah. Um, God, there are, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are um, ten players for NC State who played at least 50 stats this year who were in the transfer portal. Um, Damn. Yeah, in Kansas it State. It does seem like Brandon Armstrong is going to start. Yeah, can, uh, Kansas State is not fared a whole lot better. They've they've had some big-time departures, most notably Will Howard, who I would assume isn't playing in this game, yeah. um, which is fine. I'm ready to not watch Will Howard anymore. And also anymore. Trayshawn Ward. Yeah, and also Trayshawn Ward. That one hurts a little bit more. I'm ready to not watch Will Howard anymore. I'm excited about a full game of Avery Johnson. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the biggest appeal here, right, is that, hey, it's Avery Johnson. You can watch Avery Johnson play football for a full game. Um, get kind of a preview yeah. of what but that with, offense I might mean, look like next year, I guess. I guess, yeah. Without his OC, without his top running back, top receiver, top tight end. I mean, Cooper BB hasn't opted out yet, but you got to assume he's going to. I guess. Um, I don't. Know were... that, I don't know that that would be ideal for the brand, right? If you're a lineman, you don't want to be the guy who opts out on your team. Um, Maybe they do it all the time, though. I yeah, they know. do. I don't think that matters too I, much. I would, I um, would, I would never draft an offensive lineman who opts out on the bowl game. I want to see a guy who just takes as many hits as possible, <laughs> just going purely off of yeah. like 1995 scouting standards. I, I, <laughs> guy whose helmet is all fucked up. He's got to oh, yeah. dance all over his helmet. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, know. I mean, Kansas State's missing quite a few starters. There is some, um, yeah, like uh, defensive guys who are trained the transfer portal. Uh, uh, their defensive tackles injured. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Colin Klein's at AM, like you said. I have no idea what the offense will look like, basically, with all these guys out and a new OC. I have no idea what to expect whatsoever. 
Um, NC State is slightly more coherent, but not by much. It's yeah. going to be like NC State is know. looking I mean, also, as we've talked about a couple times this season, they are looking to pick up 10 wins, which they haven't done in like two decades. Um, so yeah. this is maybe... it, it is tough. <laughs> I'll say this for Peyton Wilson. He's I love Peyton Wilson as a player, he's not a first rounder, uh-huh. right? You are like the guy who's been the identity of the school for three or four years here, and it's your chance to get 10 wins for like the second time ever in program history. Yeah. I don't really get why you opt out, dude. Like you're yeah. not going top 50. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer to do that. I don't really love that. Yeah. I, I guess the answer is maybe everyone's kind of tired of Dave Doran, including his own players. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's, he's doing, he's done fairly well for himself in the portal. Um, and they might win 10 yeah. games, but who knows? We'll see. Something to keep an eye on that they could finally get over that hump in very funny fashion with, as we've said, a team that wasn't very good, honestly. Uh, but they did enough to get <laughs> they did enough to get nine wins in the regular season, and they might get a 10th here. That would be an accomplishment um, and one that they've not had in quite some time. Alamo Bowl, as I mentioned, is Arizona versus Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel, I would imagine probably not playing this game. Don't know who the backup quarterback is for Oklahoma off the top of my head. Um, do you know? Do you know who their quarterback is in this game? Um, That's such a good question. It's Jackson Arnold, right? It's their other big five-star guy. Decided, yeah, um... that's right. Yeah, it'd be Jackson Arnold. He played a little bit this year. I guess that's kind of interesting. Fun to see what he looks like in this, yeah. in this game. Um, Arizona, I think, is is mostly intact. Um, which means essentially that Noah Fafita doesn't isn't going anywhere. I don't think Noah Fafita is leaving. Um, so that's the team. That's the whole. That's pretty much the whole team. That's fun. That's a fun enough matchup. That's you know a late night game. Alamo Bowl. It seems like is always pretty good. One of the reliably good bowl games. I think this could be pretty entertaining. Um, I'm I'm. This one was the closest that I was to putting a second game in the Guantanamo Bay slot. Oklahoma being without Dylan Gabriel was what kept that uh, out. And also, Oklahoma sucks to watch. I don't like watching them. (laughs) They're boring. They're a deeply boring football team. Um, Yeah. But Arizona has been pretty entertaining. This should be this should be fun. I I would imagine that Arizona is going to be trying very hard. I don't know about Oklahoma, but uh chance to get i think to 10 wins for arizona which would be quite the season one that they are not ever and very going possibly again under like, jed fish but what are you gonna do no gotta if take the things break in their favor they could also like conceivably get a top 10 finish this season yeah um i mean it's it would take a little bit of doing but they'd knock out oklahoma you need a couple losses ahead of you and you're right there um yeah, I don't know. Could yeah. happen. Yeah, one of Mississippi or one of Ole Miss and, and Penn State's going to lose, and those are eleven and ten right now. Um, yeah, not yeah. not impossible. Um, <laughs> yeah, you basically need one more loss ahead of you if you beat Oklahoma and you're in the top ten. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe you can jump. You'd probably need Missouri to lose, right? If Missouri loses, drops from nine, you might be able to sneak in there. I don't know that Ohio State losing would be doable, but yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I I don't know. I think this one's pretty good. I, I think that this one gets not the full stamp of approval, but if you're looking for football, this is a watchable game. This is a game with recognizable players, with teams that were successful for the most part this season. Um, this is probably... And Oklahoma the... seems to return a lot next year, too. So I, yeah. like, there is like a preview here of... Watching how Jack Sarno plays to get a sense what that team will be next year. Yeah, I think I think this is pretty good. I think that this is a pretty yeah. good game relative to the other bowl games. Um, this one, I, I would, yeah, I, I think you should watch this one. No fly list. Yeah, I mean for watchability. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, like for ahead. watchability category for me, this like that we talked about so far. I mean, like you said, Kansas UNLV is top tier. I would say Arizona Oklahoma is just behind it, uh, along with like Louisville hopefully beating the ever loving shit out of USC. Yeah, those are the three games that I could be compelled to watch out of this list. Everything else so far, it's not yeah. looking good for me. Yeah, no um, fly list. We're gonna tear through these. Uh, <laughs> Quick Lane Bowl, Bowl Bowling Green versus Minnesota, December twenty sixth on ESPN at two p.m. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. No, thank you. I don't I don't think there's nope, no thoughts. I don't think there's anything here for me. If I'm being honest, I don't think there's anything here for anybody. Uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus West Virginia, December twenty seventh, five thirty on ESPN. No Drake May, and that is uh, that's it. It was a checkbox for me. If if Drake May played, 
then I would watch the game. If not, I'm good. Um, just who cares? Who, who, who needs to watch North Carolina again this year? I didn't need, even really need to watch the 12 games that they did play. Um, I was good after about six or seven games. Didn't really need the rest of the season from them. Mostly uh, just kind of there, kind of around. West Virginia with a chance to get to nine wins, I guess, is kind of interesting. It was a good season for them, but that's about it. Uh, Texas Bowl, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M, December 27th, 9 p.m. on ESPN. And then the two baseball bowl games, Fenway and Pinstripe. Fenway is Boston College versus SMU on December 28th at 11 a.m. on ESPN. And then the Pinstripe is Miami versus Rutgers, also December 28th, 2.15 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, dog shit. Both of those truly awful. I don't think there's really anything here for anybody. I, I would I would completely pass on all five of these games. Uh, yep. I'm good on all of them. I, um, I guess it would be funny to see Shiano get a win here. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for like all of my, I, I just am very annoyed by Miami fans on a personal level, uh, mostly because they're taking our recruits, but just because yeah. of how they are. The as fans well. are the fans um, specifically are doing that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, they're the ones paying for it. It's not like Mario Cristobal's doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's not convincing them with his on-field performance. I'd say, no. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would like Greg Shiano to do a solid to his old boys uh, in, in Scarlet and Gray and, get a dub here why, uh, why, why would that matter the success obviously or, hasn't mattered to this point they might you it seems like they can do whatever the hell they want on the field <laughs> i just <laughs> i want to be laughing more at them than they are at us that's <laughs> the biggest thing <laughs> okay it's a sad state of affairs all yeah. right let's let's get to the the second half the the post christmas or the uh december 29th i guess it's all post christmas yeah. december 29th the january 1st bowl games um we have three uh in the Guantanamo Bay category here. Yeah. Um starting off chronologically, we have the Cotton Bowl, uh, which is Ohio State versus Missouri, December 29th at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Um it looks like Missouri is, from what I can tell, pretty much intact. Um yeah. I, I haven't really seen any opt-outs or major transfer portal entries for Missouri at all. Um uh, they had a couple guys injured during the season, but uh, nothing major. It's pretty much a full roster for that. Yeah, it, it it appears certainly from the outside looking in that Missouri is uh, very much taking this one seriously. Would very much like to win this game. Is <laughs> is playing playing this one as a very big game, which makes sense because Missouri doesn't go ten and two very often. Doesn't go to the New Year's Six games very often. Chance to get an eleventh win. Chance to beat you know, a perennial powerhouse. Um, I, I think Missouri is very much up for that opportunity. Uh, Brady Cook, I would guess, is playing in, in this game. I don't know that yep. I've not seen anything contrary to that. Um, Seems good. like he's probably coming back next year. Yeah, um, I, th- I think so. Uh, tough break for Sam Horn. <laughs> tough, yeah. tough, tough, tough year for Sam Horn. Uh, through no Sam real Horn, fault welcome, uh, welcome to Tulane. Uh-huh. Uh, come on mm. down. Yeah. <laughs> worth, worth considering. Um, um, yeah. Actually, yes. But Ohio State, um, different story. Mm-hmm. So the starting quarterback is gone. Uh, Kyle McCord, obviously not committed to Syracuse. Congratulations to Kyle. Um Two of their top three running backs are gone. Uh, one of their starting receivers is gone, Julian Fleming. And, I mean, Marvin Harrison has refused to opt out yet. And I, I yeah. guess he could even do, like, the Chris Olave dance where he goes all the way until kickoff before opting out. Mm-hmm. But come on, that guy's not going to play. Yeah. Um, besides that, um, a, a lot of backups, uh, other positions are are gone, but no one really notable. Um, we are waiting on opt-outs for a few other players. I, I will say that uh kate stover and tommy eichenberg have i think committed to the senior bowl um they have not opted out of this game however um no one else has opted out there's actually a lot of i mean i don't know it's hard to tell but there is a lot of conversation in the program that it seems like a lot of this class may lean towards coming back i'm still skeptical on a couple of them uh notably jt tumaloal uh and trey henderson kind of above the rest it's, it's kind of hard for me to and even denzel burke as well I have a harder time seeing those guys coming back, but it seems like just about everyone else on defense looks like they are coming back. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you'll see other than like the offensive backfield guys I mentioned, plus Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr. I think it'll look a lot like the normal roster besides that, which is to be fair, a significant chunk of the offense. Yeah. But the rest of it should look the same. Um, you'll have Devin Brown's first career start. 
uh, at quarterback. Uh, he's a former, I forget if he ended up as a five star or like just top 40 in the composite, but somewhere right around there. Yeah. I think um, he was a very high four star. He was a five, I think he was yeah. a five star in some of the individual site rankings, but yeah. the composite. On three had him. had him as the number one overall player in the country, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is nuts. Uh, on the composite, he was 43rd. Yeah. Just outside of five star range. Yeah. Um, he was highly touted. He was, he was a big time. Highly touted. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> I know that there is at least some excitement around the opportunity to see him play in, in this game right it's it's not like there's there's a the, <laughs> the 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 excitement i have seen is obviously measured a little bit because it seems like everybody's kind of just you know hoping to be done with the whole thing right now um given what mm-hmm. ohio state has done <laughs> of of late but there is excitement to see the young quarterback to see what devin brown has um I know that there was also excitement around the potential of uh, Lincoln Keenholds playing in this game, which is not the case, but what are you going to do? Brown is at least a a different young quarterback who is not Kyle McCord, who will play in the game and then presumably compete for the starting job next season. So it's a chance to see him, chance to see some young guys on offense, as you mentioned, with the guys who are out. And then I think that the the strength-on-strength matchup here is pretty much intact, which is the Missouri passing attack against Ohio State's defense, right? Um, this is a good game. This is a good football game. This is one, even when you take in the, the opt-outs and the departures from largely the Ohio State side of the equation, I think that this matchup is really fun, that this is a you know a strength-on-strength game, and I'm really excited to see what it looks like. I think that Missouri's receivers against Ohio State's secondary is really good. This is, the, this is an offense, this is a style of offense that, unless I'm just forgetting, we don't really, we haven't really seen Ohio State play against this year right and and really just in general i mean like even the the playoff game last year like georgia doesn't do the same thing that missouri does um i don't know what the best uh analog would be for a matchup like this in recent years because team a team like missouri at least in the last couple years hasn't really existed in the big 10 outside of like ohio state in 2021 and And the offense purdue teams yeah Yeah. jeff brom's purdue teams who ohio state didn't play all that often um yeah and so that's that's interesting i'm curious to see what it looks like because i do think honestly that jim Knowles' defense at least in theory is more designed to stop this uh he's obviously adjusted it as much as he can with the giant anchor around his neck that is the defensive line coach that they have there um but i'm just i'm I'm fascinated to see this matchup schematically of of missouri's offense and and as good as it has been against ohio state's defense and as good as it has been yeah, yeah, and I think there's not really on the other side of the football. There's not a ton about Missouri's defense that interests me, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have a bit of a pass rush, but I mean, they're not doing a ton out there. They're kind of just getting exercise on defense. Run defense has um, been okay. Their run defense has not been terrible. Yeah, it's been fine, and I, I think there is some conversation that even if Trey Henderson comes back next year, which is the current buzz, uh, that they still may have him sit out just to make sure he doesn't get injured or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll see about that. I don't know. So, I, I mean, Ohio State's going to have, like, one scholarship running back available if that happens to Henderson, uh-huh. uh, which is Dallin Hayden. So, we'll see um, <laughs> what they do there. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Devin Brown, basically, uh, is kind of what I'm looking forward to. Um, there's not much else. I mean, I've seen this Ohio State team. I, I mostly am just curious about this game solely for Devin Brown. Like I know it's a fun schematic matchup and I'm not trying to disrespect the game. Cause I know this means a lot to Missouri fans. Um, but I am just so like fundamentally annoyed with the way Ohio state has managed its season and the way it's continued to manage its staff uh, throughout the off season that I, um, I cannot find it in my heart to pretend I'm excited about this game. I'm just like mostly waiting for it to be over. Would it, it so I, I'm we'll move on after this, but I am just curious. Um, how upset do you think that you would be if Ohio State came into this and had like a huge successful special teams trick play, like like, like a game winning <laughs> fake punt or something like that? How mad would that make you? I mean, they would just retain Parker Fleming then, right? So I guess I'd be furious. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is I, I have said there. There's a few of our fans who are becoming like Ryan day accelerationist. Like they want to lose games to get him out of there. Uh-huh. And I will never root for an Iowa state loss. I can't do that. And like during, well, there are things at stake, but I don't give a fuck. If they lose this game. If it comes down to that and it's between like 
Ohio State losing in an exhibition game or Parker Fleming getting canned, I would much rather have Parker Fleming get canned for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, ugh, I don't know, dude. This this team makes me miserable. I don't like to think about them. There's other games to talk about. Let's move on. Yeah. Also in the Guantanamo. <laughs> the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Also yeah. in the Guantanamo yeah. Bay section, we have the Orange Bowl, Florida State versus Georgia, December 30th, 4 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, they're calling Georgia the least engaged team of all time. Georgia is not. Yeah. Georgia is not preparing for this football game. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia has other things. Dude, on how about Jason uh, Jason Demont Johnson off like transferring? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that is surprising. They've had a decent number of transfers. They're not like you know in dire straits. Like they still have a, a lot of stars who will be in this game and who will be back for next season. But there are you know yeah. opt outs. There are guys leaving. There are transfers, including the one you just mentioned. Um, there's some there's some stuff going on at, at, at Georgia. It has not been <clears throat> it's not been a great month for. Georgia, uh, both in the way that it started on the field and everything that has come since then. Florida State, meanwhile, pretty, I think, pretty good shape to to take this one seriously and to try and get a big win here and to do the, I don't think that they would do the claiming a national title thing because um, I don't think that they want to be associated really in any way with UCF, who's obviously the most recent yeah, team do to it. do that. They should do it, but I don't think they want to. Um, but it would be, uh, I'm sure, another another big talking point that they could point to if they would, you know, if they go and beat Georgia and probably convincing fashion. Um, and yeah. I think that's pretty likely. <laughs> I, I, Florida state's defense has been excellent down the stretch and I would guess it will be again here. Uh, they've lost a, a piece or two, but um, it's been really good. And I'm, I'm interested to see Tate Rotomaker against the Georgia defense. It's not a great matchup, but Georgia's defense has taken some hits as well. Um, and I think if the, if we're talking about the care factor, the motivation factor, Florida state has all of the advantage there. Georgia has no reason to really care about yeah. this one. This is, this is just Georgia trying to get through the end of the season. Yeah. I, I am just curious to see though, who is playing for Florida state, right? Because we know, I mean, obviously you said Tate Rodemaker's quarterback, Johnny Wilson's already opted out. Trey Benson opted out for the draft. Um, I assume Keon Coleman's not far behind. Uh, and you still have. Uh, Jared Verse to look at as well, one couple other guys. Um, who, I, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to like this. We talked about it a couple times. Like Florida State strength this year was not its depth, right? This team had not recruited over the past five years the way other powers recruited. This was like a like one of the uh, probably maybe the best or close to it starting twenty two in college football. Uh, it's just that they didn't have the depth to deal with like injuries or opt outs or things like that. So I am very curious to see what their second string looks like as they play this game, um, even if Georgia looks different as well. I don't know. It's 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 going to be a fun game. I'm curious to see. It. I think we're all rooting for Florida State nationally, right? I think it's like a, one of the most unanimous rooting interests of all time. Yeah, um, I would I would hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I would I would assume as much. Um, save for like the the most annoying. Uh, posters, right? We, we've got not yeah. not the Georgia fans, but the SEC people, right? The 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 non-Georgia yeah. SEC people, Georgia fans. I don't blame you for rooting for your team, but if you're a fucking if you're a South Carolina fan getting down and dirty for this one, if you're an Alabama fan or a, or a Florida fan, God forbid, um, that's nasty work. That is, you, you there's no there's nothing to like about this program unless you're a Georgia fan. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no reason to root for these guys. They're evil. You don't need to root for the for the evil empire. It is not. It's not necessary. Um, yeah, it would be great to see Florida State win this one. Yep. Yeah. Big time. Um... Cool. Uh, so the other uh, New Year's Six game we have in the Guantanamo Bay category is the Fiesta Bowl, which is uh, Liberty versus Oregon on New Year's Day. Um, Oregon is going to be without Bucky Irvine, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, and Kyrie Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, it's had some backups at the portal. Um, no news on Bo Nix yet or Troy Franklin, I think Bo Johnson, Nick, a few other guys. I think Bo oh. Nix might have said that he's playing. I, I think Bo Nix might have de- might have said that he's he's opting in, which is funny but i i I believe i saw that oh yeah he did say that you're right you're right sorry bo nicks will be playing i'm not seeing anything contrary to the idea that caden salter will also be playing he's not in the portal um he's not opted out or anything so i would yeah i'm working on it (laughs) yeah given current circumstances i would assume he's going to be here um which makes for a good quarterback matchup and I think in general, a, a, a fun game. You know, Liberty had one hell of a season. Liberty is also unbeaten. Um, 13-0. Oregon is 11-2. and 
kind of a tricky spot here for for Oregon uh, motivationally, I would say. This is one that, you know, you just lost to your rival twice and had it knock you out of the national championship race. Um, And you did it in basically the exact same way both times. But still, there's you don't want to lose to a G5 team in the New Year's Six Bowl games, just in general, if you're Oregon or really if you're any P5 team who gets this matchup. Uh, where Liberty is now looking for you know a chance to go 14 and 0 and to continue to build momentum onto the Jamie Chadwell era, I, I think that would be a pretty pretty nice thing to be able to sell in the portal and and on the recruiting trail in general. And I would I would assume they're going to be fighting pretty hard for that. They've not seen any massive departures, I don't think. Um, there are we some have a guys... starting corner out and like yeah. uh, I think four rotation guys in the D line. Yeah, um, the D line actually some hits. I don't know if they lost the coach there and involved that, but. Um, yeah, four rotation guys in the D line, a starting corner, and a like a uh, second string safety are yeah. kind of the big losses here. Huh. Well, they haven't won with defense all year, and I don't think they're going to start doing yeah. it now. This is <laughs> this is going to be high scoring. This is going to be a fun offense game. Um, this is this one's good. I, I like this one as a football game. I think that this is going to be enjoyable. Uh, good to see these quarterbacks presumably play again. We know Nix is playing. I hope Caden Salter plays. He's been a delight to watch all season. Liberty's offense is always fun. Really cool to see a Jamie Chadwell team in this kind of game. We've not really had that opportunity save for the the 2020 you know season when they played BYU on on 72 hours notice, and that was not wasn't the exact same deal. This is a P5 game in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see his offense on the national stage. I think Liberty has a much better chance here than they are being given uh, credit for. Yeah, they are 17 and a half point dogs last time I checked. <sighs> Damn. Um, yeah. I mean, the argument in favor of Oregon is just that they're going to be able to control the lines of scrimmage pretty easily, right? I mean, like it was already the case and you, you know, add in the opt-outs for like half of Liberty's D-line uh, and that probably adds to it. But it's still a situation where, I mean, I don't know, Liberty cares about this game and I don't think Oregon will very much. Um, even if Bo Nix plays, a lot of Oregon's offense will be out, Yeah, uh, including their starting center, uh, likely a couple of receivers, maybe a couple of other linemen. Uh, there'll be a few pieces out here for Oregon to the point that it's hard to know what to expect um, from their offense, especially. Yeah. Um, and also the motivation level. I don't know. Um, Oregon's obviously more talented team, right? I don't think we did. They played well throughout most of the season. They just couldn't get over the hump against Washington. Uh, but they dominate a lot of their schedule outside of that. And I mean, Liberty's also, a, it's been a very dominant team all year for a lot of, I mean, for large of the season, I think they're one of the better teams in college football. They, deserve to get more recognition they actually got uh they definitely earned the spot in the new year six bowl um they have an excellent quarterback as well a future pro in my opinion and uh, a lot of good players in this roster here so curious to see what chadwell cooks up and how the coaching matchup plays out too yeah tough to get the oregon defense organized around preparing for this offense i would guess that's going to be a difficult assignment because <laughs> this is very different from what you see in most weeks and you need to keep those guys from uh not giving a shit you have to you have to give them a reason to care about preparing to play against what is basically the fucking option which is never never an easy sell to defenders especially defenders who have very little to play for at at this point yeah so we'll see what that looks like um most wanted category we got three games first up is the sun bowl notre dame versus oregon state on december 29th 2 p.m on cbs uh oregon state looks very different oregon state is not in a great place right now um, as it turns out, just promoting the guy from within did not keep the roster together really at all. Um, but I don't, I mean, they were good in the season. They probably, they still have some guys. I have no idea who's playing quarterback for them here. I don't know who the third string quarterback is at Oregon state. Cause the top two are gone. Um, and Notre Dame, did I see correctly that Sam Hartman is opting out? Cause that's Come yeah, on. pretty funny. Come on, brother. Where are you going? What are you opting out for? You think you're going to the NFL? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like yeah. he it sounds like he is. They also have like all of their receivers are gone, I believe. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, Steve, they, they've got the, one of my favorite names in college football, Steve Angeli is going to be playing quarterback for for Notre Dame here. That mm-hmm. is a that is the the most like 1983 Notre Dame starting quarterback name uh since 1983. Yeah. Steve Angeli is and a he guy was at Notre Dame at the time. He was considered a minority 
because he was Italian. Yeah, of uh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. It was a it was a huge story at the time. There was, there was a big scandal at Notre Dame. Italian quarterback takes the reins. <laughs> um, yeah, so no Sam Hartman. That is that's good news for the watchability of this game. Not having Sam Hartman makes my estimation of this game go up. I don't want to watch him anymore. I don't ever want to watch Sam Hartman play football again. I'm sick of this guy. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see what. Steve Angeli has going. Um, he won't be he won't be the starter here next year, right? That's going to be Riley Leonard, I believe. Riley Leonard has committed to yep. Notre Dame. Correct, but correct. Um, I don't know. You can get a look at what the teams here have in. I mean, in the depth chart, I guess. I just yeah. I mean, because Notre Dame just just to round it up briefly, no Sam Hartman and Audric Estime has not opted out yet. Last I saw, but uh, is a candidate to do so as a running. I mean, running backs. Shouldn't really play a bowl game, is my opinion. If you're going to the draft, what's the point? You already have enough mileage on you. Um, they're missing like three of their top four receivers. They're missing their top two tight ends. Uh, they're missing at least three starting offensive linemen, probably four once Joe Alt opts out. Um, they're missing, I don't know, I think a couple defensive starters as well. Um, it's, it's a fucking skeleton crew. Like this offense especially is going to be night and day different. Um I don't know. I, I don't I have no idea what to expect. I mean, like you said, Oregon State lost a ton via transfers too, but these are two teams that are just like night and day different from what we've seen from them all season. I have no idea what to expect in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting enough as as is. Uh Peach Bowl. We've got Penn State versus Ole Miss, December thirtieth, noon on ESPN. <laughs> this is the low this is the low interest New Year's Six game. This is the New Year's Six game that both teams are just kind of going through the motions of, I think. I, I don't really yeah. I don't really know exactly what to expect here. These are not two teams who yeah. I who I'm terribly interested in watching to begin with. Um I know Penn State's defense is not in a great way right now with the number of NFL guys who are on that on that unit and guys who probably don't really see much reason to play in this game and Ole Miss is just a chore it's a chore to watch Ole Miss play I don't like to do it I don't have any real reason to do it I'm good I'll pass yeah if you're an Ole Miss player also you spent the last month uh hearing two things about your coach just one him being involved in a lawsuit where he basically like you know tells one of your former teammates to fuck off he's going through a mental health crisis on audio uh and the other thing is you're watching him being more aggressive in the portal than any other team in the country and bring it in guys to take your job while you're supposed to be practicing for a game. It doesn't matter. Um, Classic. I, I am shocked Ole Miss hasn't had even more entries. Than they, I think they've only had four guys at the portal so far. That number has to raise substantially as they're taking in like six or seven new starters in the portal. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is maybe a, yeah. a, um, <clears throat> a Colorado spring game situation where you've got some guys who would like to uh, put up some big numbers in this one and then enter the port. Hey, I just went for 250 yards in the Peach Bowl. Don't you want to pick me yeah. up? That kind of deal? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's probably the case. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm I'm not going to watch. No, this is also, of course, the Peach Bowl <laughs> being played. I, if if I, I'm assuming it's played in that horrible <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Arena, which is, for my it, money, the worst uh, stadium for a football game to be played in from a from a uh, aesthetic perspective, from a broadcast perspective. Every game played in the Peach Bowl looks like complete shit. It is awful. It is an awful looking yeah. stadium on television. Horrible. It's up there with Syracuse for yeah. sure. Ugh. Um, yeah. No thanks. Everything, no thanks. I'm good. Have fun with that. You guys enjoy that. Especially with two um, teams I'm, that wear blue in it. Oh, God. It's already like there's just like a horrible blue tint on everything in that state. It's going to be terrible. Truly awful um, as a as a watching experience. I'm good. Uh, also in the most wanted here. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I got other stuff going on. Uh, also in the in the most wanted, the ReliaQuest Bowl between LSU and Wisconsin. On January first, uh, noon ESPN two. Tough break here. The only, I believe, the only bowl game that has been relegated to ESPN two. Um, I don't know, and I don't care who's playing in this game. Other than is Jaden Daniels playing? That's pretty much the only question I I would have here. I don't know why he. I don't know why he would be. I think he has done what he needs to do, and it's probably probably a good time to just get out of here. Um, I'm not. I'm not seeing any news about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the what the story is with that right now. 
Yeah, I have also not seen anything on Malik Malik Neighbors either. Huh. Um, why would they play? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, not what I would do. Um, and then Wisconsin is kind of just uh, uh, <laughs> moving forward to next season. I think <laughs> is the place is the place we're at with both of these teams right now. Is that we are they, ready to move on. They had a lot of injuries already. Then they had, I think, uh, four starters either opt out or hit the portal. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. They they already had. They're gonna be without their top three running backs this game. Cool. Um, as far as I can tell. So <laughs> Phil Longo on his wor- on his worst possible behavior. Phil <laughs> Phil yeah. Longo has been empowered to do the worst things that he has ever considered doing. Um boy, that sucks. Yeah. Uh it's no, on. Yeah. Good. No I'm fly good. list. Again, we're gonna roll through this shit. Uh Gator Bowl, Kentucky versus Clemson, December twenty ninth, noon on ESPN. Liberty Bowl, Iowa State versus Memphis, December 29th, 3.30 on ESPN. Music City Bowl, Auburn versus Maryland, 2.30, 2, 2, 2 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming, December 30th, 4.30 p.m. on uh, the Barstool broadcast, which is immediately a no-watch from, from me. I'm good. It is not out of protest. It is because they are. it is too annoying for me to turn that on my television. I'm good. I don't need that. Um, I don't need to watch a whole bunch of fat guys embarrassing themselves on television. Um, I'm good. I could just watch like a Chris Farley movie, and I would get a lot more enjoyment out of that than I would watching some dork lose a bet. Uh, and then the Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Tennessee, January 1st, 1 p.m. on ABC. Um, anything here at all? Anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big time, no. I guess Kentucky Clemson is the most compelling. Jesus. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. But God. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky, uh, Clemson has a lot of guys who are leaving, uh-huh. um, which, as you may expect, fact uh, makes a lot of sense to me um so i i get i said did i say kentucky or clemson i meant to say clemson you said um, clemson yeah clemson does okay cool cool yeah i'm pretty i'm not real locked in on these ones you can't tell um yeah <laughs> uh clemson's missing a lot of guys so i guess you're gonna see kind of a youth movement there um Great. i don't know i mean it's maybe like a fun sign to see how much more the product will degrade at Clemson. Yeah. Like, is it going to be another further dip next year or do they have some guys behind them that can play? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Clemson has reached the <clears throat> Clemson has reached uh, the perpetual youth movement stage of its decline uh, of its, of its death March towards just being seven and five every year. This is a fun yeah. part of being a declining power is the, the couple of years where every year at the end of the season, you are in youth movement mode. And then going into the next year, you have like 12 first year starters, 14 first year starters. You have underclassmen all over the depth chart and you're like, Oh, these guys are, you know, highly touted recruits who might be, you know, they're going to put it together. And then by the end of the year, you just have another batch of those guys stepping into top position. You have no continuity ever. Um, that's where Clemson's at. It's a fun place to be. That is a, uh, that's a cool, uh, place to exist in your, your status as a program where you are never actually building toward anything. You are putting in the work of going through growing pains for no benefit at all. There's never a payoff. There's never a, oh, finally they're experienced. They're just going to be young forever. They're, it's, it's the fucking, the, they're, Dabo's listening to that song over and over again. He's got tears in his eyes. Um, they're, they're just... <laughs> They're stuck with this. <laughs> every year is a youth movement at Clemson because they have no continuity ever. Yeah, uh, um, which is kind of cool when you also won't take portal players, but you still lose them to the portal. Uh, and you also kind of sign small classes. Yeah. This is great. This is really good roster building. This is really smart to do. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, you're 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 standing up for what's right and you're in your in your mind and you're seeing all of the benefits of all of your guys leaving anyway. They don't care. <laughs> as it turns out, they don't give a shit. The only thing that would have kept them there is if you won more games and you refuse to do that. Um really smart. Just just another another brilliant move from the tactician himself. Um, the, uh, the, the, the dark tactician. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with all of these. I think that that will do it, uh, mercifully for our bowl preview part two. Uh, we will be back on the free feed for, uh, playoff talk.